Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Moses was raised up by God to be the one who would be the deliverer for, for the Hebrew people, which made him, in that, in that case, a Christ figure. Mm-hmm. But he goes before Pharaoh and says, let my people go. This is what the Lord says, let my people go. Pharaoh, of course, refuses. And so as you pointed out in our last episode that I had forgot to mention, you, you brought up, which I'm so glad you did, God sends 10 plagues to try to convince Pharaoh to let the people go. And each one of those plagues was specifically addressing, kind of confrontational, about one of their false gods. Mm-hmm. And chapters 11 were kind of near the end of that, actually, in chapter 11. And so we get to the final plague, which is the death of the firstborn, the death angel. Mm-hmm. And then God makes provision for his people so that they wouldn't have that. They're to take the, the blood of a sacrifice of a lamb mm-hmm. and put it over the door frame of their house. A perfect little lamb that they had invited into their house, no blemish. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the seven days, I think, mm-hmm. they would sacrifice this lamb and place its blood on their door. Right, over the doorposts. And some even say it was being the form of a cross. All this is pointing forward, force, of course, to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And they had his to celebrate blood this. would have been on the, you know, the wooden frame of this cross, whereas the blood of this lamb was on the wooden frame of this door. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much symbolism there that we don't have time to get into, but it's worth checking into. And you had the Passover meal that was given, and that's explained in um, Exodus chapter 12, that they're continued to celebrate this Passover as a remembrance for what God was doing to, to lead them out. So Pharaoh finally relents. This is all in this section. Mm-hmm. He lets them go. They plunder the Egyptians. Plunder is a, an interesting way of saying it. They just asked the Egyptians, and the Egyptians gave everything that they asked. Yeah. Here's they weren't going around with sword point and saying, but they might as well have, because God had been setting this whole thing up that mm-hmm. the Egyptians wanted them to take whatever you want and go. Yeah. So it's an take interesting it, way. Yeah. Go. The plundering of Egypt. So they take yeah. the wealth from Egypt. There's about two million of them. They leave Egypt. They go out into the wilderness. They go to the, the base of this mountain. And that's where it, it, the story ends for us in this sections in this week's reading with Exodus chapter 20. Moses goes up on the mountain, meets with God, and God gives him... Mm-hmm these Ten Commandments mm-hmm. that he is going to bring back down to. Uh, now, in, in that midst... So the conclusion of the plagues to the exodus of the people out of, into the wilderness to the mm-hmm. giving of the Ten Commandments, which is, these are major events. Yes. Not to mention, go ahead, I'm leaving a portion of it out. Yes, and to be fair... Uh, I'll give you the front and the end. You can fill in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to fill in a little bit of the middle. All right? I don't know where you want to take it from there, but I know for a fact, this story of the parting of the Red Sea... Mm-hmm. is without a doubt, probably, no, I can't say probably and say without a doubt. This is what my favorite story. Mm. It's like God has placed it in my heart or in my mind. Whenever there is a, a trial, whenever there is a struggle, whenever there is any kind of situation where it just seems, hey, this is impossible. It's like he takes me straight back to, that's exactly what these people thought. So if anybody doesn't know the story, I'm sure everybody does. Spoiler alert, guys. The the uh, Israelites are exiting. They are on their way out, and now they are trapped. 
They're on their way out, but now there's a giant red sea that's blocking their path. They can't go any other way. They can't go back. And by this point, the Egyptians have changed their mind, and they want those, they want the Jews back. So the army is coming, mm-hmm. and all of the people start questioning. We could have. Why didn't we just stay there? We could have died. We had graves there. We could have died in Egypt. Why did you bring us all the way out here just to die? Right. And it's uh, Exodus fourteen fifteen. Let me go see what this says. I, I was reading in a different, um, in a different translation, and I'm trying to get this through quick because I know uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this in this segment here, or at least what we have left. But let me go to it. Exodus fourteen, verse fifteen. The people cry out to Moses. Moses cries out to God. Let's see what he says in the ESV. And the Lord says to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward, lift up your staff, and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea Mm -hmm. on the ground. I read it originally in the NLT. Mm -hmm. And he says something. Let me see. I said, Why are you crying out to me? It's almost like God is saying, Why why are you crying out to me? You just need to go over there and speak it. Mm Mm-hmm. As if God was like, if you had the faith to believe instead of a heart full of doubt, you could just go out there and pray in my name and it would be done. But the thing that I always get, always brings me back to this point is they were operating in this idea of there are impossible things. There are mm-hmm. things that are impossible. I'm, right. not try, I'm not trying to sound like I'm super motivational, but there is nothing that is impossible with God. Right. To the, to the idea to these Israelites, we can't go to this way. This is a dead end. This is the Red Sea. We're going to drown out there. We can't go north. We can't go south. And if we turn back, the army's going to kill us. We're dead. This is impossible. And to everyone in the, in the history of humanity, they've been like, well, yeah, they're dead. There's no getting out of this. But God allows for something that no one could have ever expected. Where he goes, I'm going to do something that no one, you wouldn't even ask for if you prayed for help. Right. You wouldn't even ask for this. But here it is. Raise up your hands. Speak to this water. I will part it, and you will walk through on dry ground. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me of there are how many times can we pray or can we testify that there are, have been things that we thought were impossible. There's no way of getting out of this. Mm-hmm. But then God comes through with this answer that was completely out of left field that you would, didn't even think to ask for, but he was like, oh, yeah, this, this, I was planning for this the whole time. Yeah. That there are no impossibilities with God. We just need to have faith to... You know, surrender our situation, our struggle to him, and not. I'm not going to direct him on how to fix it. I'm just going to say, Lord, I need you to fix it, and then he'll do it. An important part of that, too, is to think about how they were following God. God put them in this position. I think they're following the pillar, right? Is yeah. the pillar, I mean, it's already happening God has led point. them to this point, mm-hmm. so God put them in the pickle. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Now God's going to get them out of it. Sadly, too often we put ourselves in the pickle yeah. and then beg God to get us out, and then we're frustrated when he doesn't come through with a miracle to get us out in a way like this. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.